Time for an overlook stock on this Friday. George Tillis is wading through the fundamentals on Pool Corp. GT is with us in Salt Lake. George, uh, declining with the housing trade now for months, but it also got a hit specifically on earnings earlier this week. What's up, GT? Well, I think if we look at pool, I'm always going to look at 10-year rates here, OJ. I mean, look, at 10-year rates are down about 75 basis points in the, in the last month or so. And I think Pool Corp is actually catching a bit as a result. This is the largest swimming pool supplier uh, globally, in fact. Uh, they did report earnings, which, uh, again, it uh, looks like they missed on the, uh, the top-line sales just fractionally. But nonetheless, they still grew 17% year-over-year. Earnings growth was actually higher than expected. They beat the estimate up about 19%. But this has been certainly a play not only on housing, but the uh, the huge boom associated with the uh, the COVID pandemic closures, remodeling, of course, all of the aspects of recreation at the house. Uh, overall, in the last three years, the stock is still higher. Uh, but nonetheless, the stock did catch a bid based upon the earnings result, despite the fact that they missed on top line sales. Really comes down to guidance. The company actually inched up the guidance for the remainder of the year marginally, and the company's, uh, in fact, uh, earning close to $20 a share with about a $4 dividend on an annualized basis as well. So it's really a play right now, I suggest, on uh, what's going on with interest rates, uh, with them having fallen uh, off the highs of about three and a half on the 10 year yield. Uh, but overall, you know, I think it's a balanced play associated with the continued demand in housing. House prices continue to the upside, despite the fact that new contract signings are down to 22-year lows. And, of course, existing home sales numbers that, that were reported this week demonstrate five years of declines. Okay. So, uh, I mean, falling right in line with the downtrend. Uh, and despite the uh, hike to the guidance, I mean, what's so uh, concerning, uh, you know, when they're able to – isn't that like what the most important thing is at the end of the day when they report they're going to do better earnings than the market thought? Yeah, that's the thing. And so overall, you know, if you, if you look at the sales growth uh, and the guidance going forward, they grew for the quarter 17% year over year. Now, that's down from the pandemic highs. Over the last five years or so, it's been growing at around 25, 28%, three years but its five-year annual growth rate is around 17%. So it did get a bump from COVID. I think what's happening here is the company's normalizing on an EPS basis as well as on a sales basis. And on a forward basis, the company's also uh, expecting EBITDA growth of around 18%, but nonetheless, it's trading around 19 times 2022 earnings and around 18 times 2023 earnings. So if you look at the street estimates, now Stiefel actually reduced their target to 415 on the stock. They still have it as a buy rating. The street has been inching down their overall targets on the name, and I think it has to do with the fact that the EBITDA growth and sales growth are normalizing to five-year averages. So uh, overall, OJ, uh, is it a name that uh, is going to grow significantly from here? I don't necessarily think so based upon the aspects of slowing demand for housing, because the Fed really uh, inched interest rates up so fast. And of course, the 10-year rate had been moving regardless of that, but we do see the 10-year rate coming down. We're seeing of companies like Pool and the other, other housing names, uh, companies like DR Horton, they all caught a bid off of the, uh, the June lows still. Uh, but overall, I think this is a name that certainly uh, is considered as a housing uh, if you will, ancillary play, 
But I think overall, if you look at the uh, the balance in terms of earnings growth and revenue growth, seems to come back in line to its five-year average. Now, the earnings growth is expected to move higher for the remainder of the year. That might push the stock higher as well. But nonetheless, uh, you know, you have to consider some of the risks involved in housing right now. Okay. So there's a interesting priority the market seems to be placing on the trailing numbers here instead of the forward numbers, uh, which is usually not what you get. Uh, so they miss on the trailing, market doesn't like it, and uh, suggest that maybe uh, this sell-off that we've already gotten hasn't totally um, uh, represented the weakness that's unfolded here the last six months, uh, right? I mean, when you have yes. trailing numbers miss and you sell off more, that means that the market underestimated uh, the deterioration in the housing market the last year, last three months at least. I suggest that's the case. It's underestimated on a trailing basis. And on a forward basis, I'm going to call it in balance. I'm going to call it an equilibrium because it's trading near the street low. The street low is around 370 on the stock. Uh, and again, if you look at the, uh, the the midpoint targets around 415, that's where Stiefel actually has their target, which they reiterated lower, but they still have a buy rating on the stock. So just based on OJ, uh, the math, uh, if you have EBITDA growth on a forward basis at around 18%, which is higher than sales growth, 17%, but it's already trading at a forward multiple of 18, that seems to be balanced. And I think that's why the stock is uh, sort of stuck. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, but overall, you have to consider the weakness in housing because of interest rates, inflation, which has really just eroded uh, consumer demand and expectations. Okay. Uh, George, nice uh, uh, deep dive. Get it? On pools. George, have a great weekend. You're the Thanks man. Fun. Thanks for the overlook, Scott. All right, you too, OJ. Thanks, Thanks buddy. Analysis. All right.